You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Brian. Well, we're going for it, Al. We are. We are. It's so windy outside and, uh, and it's a l- l- little damp, but uh, you know, good thing I'm driving all wheel drive today. I got uh, 600 horsepower and all wheel drive, so I'm good. And and is, and is it a uh, internal combustion engine or a gas or a uh, electric motor? There there is nothing hybrid about this car. Okay. Yes, it's uh, got a big V8, two turbos, and all wheel drive, and goes really really fast. When they give you one of these cars, do they give you a credit card too? No, I got to pay for the gas. <laughs> I got to pay for the gas. And uh, is there yeah. a big sticker? I know we used to give people loaner cars for nothing. When, right. When we had to shop, and all we asked was that you just. Put back whatever gas you used, you know? Oh, don't get me started on this. <laughs> so uh, you're saying your other uh, your your other writers that, uh, or people who borrow those vehicles don't bring them back with gas in them? Uh, well, they do. They, they have to, and they, they get turned over uh, full. Okay. However, however, for years, and this has been going on for over a decade, mm-hmm. uh, my colleagues in automotive media, whether they're a writer or YouTuber, yep. and I don't, I never know who, and I don't really care anymore, yep. but they're not really good at putting the correct fuel in the cars. Okay. So several times I've been driving cars that behave badly because they've got poor gasoline in them. I remember driving the Mustang GT350, the Shelby that came out a few years ago. Right. It was driving so poorly that I knew somebody put 87 octane in it. I checked the manual, and it was minimum, like absolute minimum, 91. And somebody put 87 in it. And, and uh, you know, I had to, I got a chemistry lesson at the same time. There was no way to boost that up to, to 91, so I soft-pedaled the entire tank of fuel, burned it dry, then put great gas in it, and it transformed the car. It was lovely after that. I, yeah. I, I would have thought, I mean, I would have personally, I would have thought, Okay, when it gets to half, fill it up with super, and then you should be okay. Nah, that's a that's a long chemistry lesson. Doesn't doesn't actually work that way. You can't boost it in any way. Really? Yep. Yeah. It's a, so yeah. The, but then you made a mid grade. Nope. But that doesn't, no, the math the math does not does not work. Wow. Unfortunately, yeah, I learned I learned a lesson that week. But uh, yeah, it happens all the time. But um, you know, this one is is probably min- minimum ninety one. Even on a brand new car. Yeah, but it's six hundred horsepower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand. I understand. Because yeah. I, 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 we have this conversation quite a bit, especially yeah. some of the people who are a little more frugal. You know, it's like, do I need to put super in? Um, what kind of car are we talking about? And you know, normal cars can can handle eighty seven octane. Any yes. kind of normal car, no problem. Even if it calls for a higher grade, it might say premium recommended, but that means you can run regular fuel on it. Right. Yeah. And if you're if you're not driving it. 
too hard. It, it it's fine, but I'd I'd put in what the what the manufacturer recommends. All right. Well, this time of year, people who have those nice cars are thinking about storing them and putting them away somewhere. That's right. Our, our friend Michael Paris from the Auto Loft is uh, joining us a little bit later, and uh, not only can they store the car for you, but they can help you with storing multiple cars in your garage. Exactly, in your own very home, if you like. That's right. Yeah, you, you know, one time purchase and. Everything's, uh, and, and this isn't pie in the sky, this is cars in the sky. Cars in the sky, Cars yes, in the sky, yes. and of course, we're going to also have Amy Bradley on from Orbit Insurance. You may know the name, they've changed, but this time, because they've changed the name Orbit, they are encompassing so many different things, and it's an out-of-this-world kind of company. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Brian and myself will be back with uh, a lot more frivolity and some important information about what to put in your gas tank. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman on this rainy Saturday, and hopefully it dries out. I got to go to the countryside do a little filming. Yes, uh, you know I, being a musical kind of guy, I am, and and but not with a good voice. I'm not going to sing it. But there's a song that I love called Lies, and um, and it, you know goes lies breaking my heart. Well. Not everybody's truthful when it comes to mileage figures. We were talking about gas earlier, but now you're talking about electric car. Yeah, well, you know, they, they are to a certain degree. And, and and I've seen the whole spectrum of things. So, for example, the Mustang Mach-E, mm-hmm. that electric SUV, I've seen as they get a little bit of age on them, uh-huh. their range um, is actually greater than promised. Actually? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I, I, that's one of my favorite driving EVs. Right. I, re- I really enjoy driving the, the Mustang Mach-E. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, this other one I, I'm, I'm uh, driving, I don't want to mention I don't want to mention names because okay. it's, it's one of those things. It's a brand new electric, promised range, say it's 350 kilometers. But the thing is, you've got to get the base trim level with the low rolling resistance tires, the narrower tires, mm-hmm. and then you can get all that range out of it. But if you go to the pretty wheels and tires, which are, you know, have more rolling resistance and more aerodynamic drag, your range drops significantly, say 280 kilometers. But wow. now that it's been cold all week, this particular car is showing me a range of 240 kilometers. Well, the, the original big guy that starts with the T, um, yeah. they, they lied tremendously, apparently. <laughs> Like, they, they, they had software packages in their car. Yes. Like, the car would lie to you individually. You know, yes. it, it would tell you that this is what you can anticipate and this is what you should be getting for mileage. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you went, hang on, I've only gone 100Ks and it's it, it, it's dropped considerably. Yes. Um, and they got caught. I don't could, did they? I don't know if they did an online refresh on that or they just oh, who denied knows? it. Who knows? They probably <laughs> denied it. Um, you know, but, the, but yeah, I mean, we know certainly when it comes to gasoline cars anyways, the difference between, you know, winter and summer is a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. But, but electric's even worse, eh? Um, not, well, yes, in, especially in Canada. And, and I would say there, there's, a, there's a factor there. I was reading a, a terrible article the other day from a, a Canadian EV outlet. It was, it was just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does highlight the fact that each car is a little bit different in terms of the EGV is a little bit different in terms of the range that it loses when it's cold. Yes. Because what that what happens is the battery packs have to stay warm. So they got to keep them warm. And how are they doing that? Well, they're using battery power to keep them warm. So it, it's it's exactly what happens in the in in the winter in this country. And some cars are better. Their battery packs are better insulated than others. Is what I, it comes down to. You know what? I wasn't aware of that. And I watched uh, some weird kind of guy. Um, I mean, he explained it and lots of detail, which was great, you know, being a mechanical guy and 
but I didn't realize the 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 technology involved in in because I thought really electric car well so you don't have an engine so you, you need to make heat so you make it heat with a heating pad you know um, but <laughs> yes. but no yeah. apparently the batteries are are so critical as far as keeping the correct temperature yeah. so that they'll charge and discharge properly yeah, um, yeah so that there there are various heating systems in the car like. You know, yes. just for this. Yeah, the, the other, the other oh, thing. Oh, and cooling. And because the guy yes, was saying, of course. here, I thought my electric car would have, like, no grill not necessary. But, in fact, he was talking about there was three or four different heat exchangers that were in the Absolutely. front of the vehicle. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it happens. Uh, I will, I, I have to point out one particular thing. I was stuck in a traffic jam the other day, mm-hmm. and it was caused by a dead Tesla. My, oh, really? My favorite brand. And the genius, of course, couldn't figure out, because for whatever reason it was dead, couldn't figure out how to get it out of the way. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, I keep getting reminded that Tesla drivers are, are among the worst. I said, I said the other day, I think on social media, that um, full self-driving appears to be a better driver than actual Tesla owners. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's another that's another story. And enough picking on Tesla. I mean the the, the cars are interesting. All right, okay, okay, yeah. okay. But but here, we're an informative kind of show. Yes. Um so the car wouldn't go. Um so can you not just put it in neutral and push it? Sure you can. But but it's 6000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get all those people behind you that are honking the horn and say, hey, well, don't just honk. Get out of your car and help me. Well, exactly. But or we the, call our friends at CAA. What, I, what, how do you do it? What do you I, do? Well, he was he was uh, on the phone to, to Tesla roadside assistance uh-huh. or whatever the case was. And this gentleman was completely incapable of moving that, that Tesla. Anyway, I don't know. how I don't drive them all that often. It's been a few years. I don't know if there is an actual neutral that you can engage if the thing is, is disabled. There probably is. but um, Well, I guess it depends on whether it's full on breakdown or just ran out of electricity. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, there'll be there'll be there'll be some power to the thing. Of course, it won't be completely dead. But uh, oh, I know. Listen, I I saw articles just talking about electric door locks now. You know, <clears throat> not the locks, but the actual latch mechanism. Yes. Um, and, and and if you have an electrical meltdown or some horrible thing. Yes. People have to know how to get out of their car. Yeah. So years ago, with when the when the seventh generation Corvette was introduced. Uh huh. Um, this was before really social media. This is a, a long time ago, or maybe it was the sixth generation even. I uh, can't remember. But none, nonetheless, before social media was a thing. And I was on a particular car forum, and a gentleman wrote in how he got trapped in his Corvette. Right. And because I was testing cars at the time, I I knew exactly what was going on. And it was a case of this genius not understanding that there's a physical latch on the floor of, of these Corvettes. Right. So, you know, there, there's always a backup. And, of course, manufacturers are not going to design a car that you're going to get yourself trapped into. No, but at the same time, I mean, we're, we're, they're assuming that people read owner's manuals and stuff. Oh, that's which, for sure. Which they never do. They never do. No. Never do. No, no, no. So, uh, good idea. Especially if you're the type of person that maybe ignores the fact that the light's flashing to tell you you're almost out of fuel, no matter what kind of fuel it is, whether it's gas or electric. That's right. You better make sure that you know how to move that sled out of the way, especially if Brian's behind you. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be back with Amy right after the break. Amy Bradley. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Alan Gelman. And joining us on the line is our friend Amy Bradley from a new name, no longer Wayfair Insurance, from Orbit. That's right. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Great. Good. How are you? What's going Hi. on? Out on, You're out on the farm today. I am. And do you know what? I love coming on the show because I get away from the farm chores. Today we're actually processing cows, so I get to get warmed up. I'm actually having a coffee, get warming up my hands, and then I'll be back out there again. Well, if you don't warm them up and you decide to milk them, don't, does, Bessie doesn't like that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, what? sorry, processing cows means doing what specifically? Oh, making them healthy before they go, because we do um, cow-calf. So you... Ivermack them to make sure there's no, like, um, parasites or lice or to get them all just healthy. Oh, it's an inspection service. Yep. There you yep. go. Got to check them yep. out. It's just like us. You got to go to the doctors. Well, we do it for the cows. Do you have to get, do they have to roll on the side and pull their knees up to their chest? I, I hate when that oh, happens. Oh, Jesus, no. And no. you know what? <laughs> and, and when I hear the snap of latex, I start to sweat, eh? Yep, you run. You run. <laughs> you can't. Your oh. pants are down at your knees. It's hard to run yeah. like that. All right. It weather's changing, right? It is. So we have exciting news. We yeah. are having a brand change. Nothing's changing with us. We are just having a name change. So from Wayfair Insurance Group, we are transitioning into Orbit. Sir, um, sorry, Orbit Insurance Services. Do you, you're probably saying, hey, Amy, why the change? Well, if people were listening to me on your show previously, I was always saying the phrase, we revolve around you. Now we absolutely do. Because not only are we specializing in your RVs, your collector car, we now have your motorcycles, so we acquired Mantha Insurance, mm-hmm. so you're going to talk to those specialized people. We now acquired your boat and marine, so North Star Marine. They are now under us as well. So we thought, how do we let everyone know? So this is the way we're doing it. Because way back when, and I always said to people, we're, everyone would be like, Amy, I'm tired of having this phone number, this phone number, having the specialized, because you always want the specialized insurance. They said it's so hard remembering which phone number, who am I talking to, which broker's this. Now you don't have to worry about that. It's a one-stop shop for everything. Now, so- and then you're going to, yeah, and then you're going to ask me, well, what about my home and auto? We have you as well. <laughs> so when you literally call, It's not like you're calling a brokerage. Well, you are obviously calling a brokerage, but you're calling specialized people. So when you call and you say, hey, Amy, I've got, well, I'm going to throw my dad in there. He had um, a Harley, a 1200 Sportster Harley. Mm -hmm. He's like, Amy, I need insurance. I said, Dad, no worries. I said, I've got you. But now he actually sold it to my husband because, well, Dad was like, he's getting a bad back, and when he drove it over here, actually, he was sitting on it, and we all left him. He couldn't get off the motorcycle. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. a good thing Justin bought it, but anyways. And so when Justin, we, we acquired the motorcycle, we just called the office, boom. 
it was done. So it was one phone number, one email, and you get to the proper specialized broker that we have for you. Now, uh, and as an added bonus as well, you get price adjustments right through the line then, correct? Oh, yeah. So you're talking about the multi-line discounts. So because you're with one brokerage, you can get a multi-line discount with your motorhome. Now, for your collector cars, you know me, I'm your honest person as a broker. Um, collector cars, you don't get multi-line discounts on. Not yet, at least. But right now, no, you don't get a multi-line discount. But your motorcycles, your boats, that's all covered underneath one. So you can. You're like, hey, I've got my motorcycle. I've got my boat. We're like, ha. Huh. We can save you some money because we all know that's what I love to do is save money because it's better in your pocket than the insurance company's pocket. Now, you didn't happen to mention uh, snow machines. Are they covered as well? Absolutely. Snow machines, ATVs, we've got it. We re- that's why I say because Orbit Insurance Services, we revolve around you. So it's just like the sun. We're listening, and you just give us a call. And then you're probably wondering, hey, Amy, if I can't call you, can I look you up? Can I get more information? Absolutely. How do they do that? They go to rvingtips.ca. So it doesn't matter. And then let's say I don't want to bring over everything. You only want to have your specialized broker. It's okay. You can do that as well. The reason why we're bringing it all together is because we were listening to our clients. We understood our clients, mostly my dad, because he would always say to me, well, I thought you insured this. I said, nope, that's with another broker. Now I've got him through all of us as well. So it's a one-stop shop for everything. All right, Amy, speaking of stopping, uh, we have to stop right now. I don't know if you can hear the music in the background. You know, I talk over everything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so your husband told me. All right, we got to run. We got to take a break, but uh, stick around. Uh, don't move anywhere. Uh, we'll be back in a couple, all righty? Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio and, uh, with Helen Gelman, and uh, we've got Amy Bradley from Orbit Insurance Services. Yes. And uh, we were just talking uh, on the break that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's wintertime, and uh, those, uh, those of us who have RVs or crazy trailers, it's time to start looking at them. It is, and it's time to put them away, and people are... Well, actually, the weather is actually cooperating, and there's still some people that will RV in the wintertime, and you can still do that. But the biggest thing is getting your unit winterized because the biggest problem we have, and I'm going to let you know this, it's the caulking in your trailers. A lot of people, you know, you'll do your antifreeze in there, and you'll blow see this i'm going to go backtrack a second or two a lot of people will just put the antifreeze like you obviously you have to drain out all of your piping Mm -hmm. and your black water tank which is your sewer tank Mm -hmm. your gray water tank i always say blow it out a little bit some people will say oh you don't have to you just put in the antifreeze well yes you can but you have to realize though 
if you don't blow it out, and you just can use an air compressor, don't put it on full blast. By golly, you'll blow a pipe apart or something. You just want to blow it in there just a little bit to get the water out because the water can dilute your antifreeze. Correct. And that's what we're trying to avoid. So a lot of people say, hey, I just empty out my tanks and I throw in my water, my antifreeze, not the water. And you want to make sure you turn on your taps and you want to flush your toilet until you see the antifreeze come through. So that way you make sure everything is in your pipes and then you're ready to roll. And then don't forget to shut off the valves as well. You're not ready to roll. You're ready to park it. Oh, you're ready to park it. That's great. <laughs> you're going to park it. There you you're go. Ready to roll. Now you're... You know what? You say ready to roll. I was on um, a group chat, and someone actually had their trailer parked on a hill. I was like, oh, love of Pete. And they had the tongue, so the hitch, mm-hmm. parked up with just wood, which is fine and dandy. But I thought, oh, do not forget to put in your tire blocks. I looked at the picture and I went, oh, if that runs away on you, because, you know, the snow load, which right. with us it's going to be covered, the snow and ice can move that trailer. So if you can, please try and not park it on a hill and then jimmy it up so your trailer is level. You never want to park your trailer um, not level. I guess, too. I mean, if you're trying to drain the pipes properly, if it's sitting in the wrong direction, they're not going to drain either, right? Nope. And then you're going to have water sitting in there. And then, yeah, you're, then you're into a big mess. Now, you mentioned uh, that people are having issues with theft now, um, which, of, of course, is covered. But so you're suggesting, I mean, of course, people have to empty the trailer because you, yep. you, you don't want it as a home for rodents and whatnot. So then you talk about emptying the cupboards, like, totally, totally? Well, no, you want to, not totally, totally. See, I always left my pots, pans, plates in there, my cups. But take out your toasters. Take out your coffee makers if you did. Now, we always, we never had plug-in. We always did the dry docking. Right. But take those out because you're going to have breadcrumbs in there. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to take it out. And then... Your batteries. A lot of batteries are being stolen. So, yes, you're going to say, Amy, I'm going to have a charger on it. Right. Well, can you? Yeah, you can. But you just have to be careful because if you're storing it somewhere and someone sees it or off your property, outside, some people are going around stealing batteries. A question, the, can you access the, the trailer battery from the outside or do you have to literally break into the vehicle? Outside. Okay, so the majority so of them are outside right behind your propane tanks. Great. Thank you for telling me where it is. If I need battery, oh. now I know where to find it. <laughs> now, now everybody knows, Al. <laughs> <laughs> but so well. bas- basically you just, you know, turn the screw and open the door and you got yourself a battery then. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. But ideally, you know, and like we tell people too, especially if they're storing cars, you know, because you, yeah. you guys insure antique cars as well, the best yep. thing to do is to remove the battery from the vehicle. And, yeah. and and store it inside, you know, where it's not going to freeze because it only takes one overnight freeze and, and, and that battery can be toast the next day. And yep. uh, I'm sure uh, RV batteries, are they specific batteries for RVs or are they basically just a regular car battery? 
Um, pretty much a regular car battery. Okay, so if you yeah. lose them. Mind you, but you do have multiples, do you not? Yes, well, you do. Some trailers do because there's a lot of technology in the newer trailers. Uh-huh. So a lot of trailers do have double batteries. The older ones will have one battery, but some of them nowadays, because the units are so big, will have double batteries. And I'm just going to say, when you're storing the battery, don't put it on a cement floor. Put some wood underneath of it. Right. Yep, because it will still um, get your battery chilly. And you, when you store it, you want to make sure it's fully charged. Now, you Amy- don't want to put down a dead battery. Well, exactly, exactly. So you know, uh, I've got one. I've got one of those those battery trickle chargers somewhere yep. in my pile of stuff. Those are those are always helpful. I'm not using it right now, but that's a that's another story. Yeah. Um, Amy, storing for the 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 winter. You've been using your RV. You've been using the awning all uh, all season. You got to look after that too. You certainly don't want to leave it extended. But no, you, you don't. No, you want to make sure that baby's clean because during the year. You're going to have water on it. It's, you're going to roll it up. And to be honest, it should always be dry when you roll it up. But I can't. Sometimes you're like, I want to get out of here. You roll it up. You forget to extend it for it to dry. You're going to get the mildew in there, especially if you're seasonal too. You're going to get the sap from the trees and everything. You want to make sure that baby is cleaned before you winterize it and dry. Because the last thing you want is to roll it out, and then, oh, Nelly, you got all the mold again. Right, exactly. Especially this time of year, you know, we get so much precipitation. It's like, when are you going to actually have a day or two, you know, where it's dry enough to, to actually leave it open to dry? And I guess yep. there's, there's no way to manually do it. Um, no. no. And even with the windstorm. So let's say you're drying it, and wind caught it, and it blew, like, tore off. You're still covered with us on that. So we literally specialize in your trailer, your awnings, everything. If someone stole your battery and then um, wrecked your trailer, like put dents in it as they were getting that out, or even your motorhomes, your catalytic converters, they're disappearing too in the wintertime. Um, that's all covered with us. All right. Now, but there is some responsibility on the owner's part. You talked about caulking earlier. Maybe you can fill us yeah. in on that. Yes. So caulking, you want to make sure wear and tear is not covered with insurance. And you're going to say, oh, Amy, you know me, I'm going to tell you honestly, wear and tear is not covered. Always check your awnings in the springtime and in the wintertime because it could be a brand new unit. We had a lot of winter elements, half our spring, summer elements. There was tornadoes, there's trees, there's winds, we had hail, we had everything, and that does some wear and tear for the caulking. So if you see that cracking, you want to get that replaced. So because if water seeped in that way, unfortunately, that's wear and tear, and that's not covered. But let's say it's stored and a tree fell on it and punctured holes in it. Well, we have your falling trees. That's covered within us. But wear and tear, unfortunately, is not covered. Now, you mentioned, too, that um, you can buy specific covers for trailers, eh? Yes, you can. Now, there's many different ones out there. You can get the good old tarp, you know, the plastic tarp. That's fine. But it's not breathable. You want a breathable RV cover. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but ADCO. Right. 
if you find any dealerships that sell Atlas, they're going to sell these specific RV covers. Mm -hmm. And it's going to let your trailer breathe. So when you open it up, it's not going to have all mildew underneath of it. It's not going to smell the, you know, the sticky, musty smell. Mm -hmm. You're going to have all of that covered. Well, at the same time, do it keep the bugs out, though? Oh, gosh. Yep. Yep. Well, not It's a miracle fabric. (laughs) Oh, it is a miracle fabric, and you can reuse it. It's not like a one-time use. A lot of them you'll get, they'll say, yeah, it's good for your RVs, and then it's going to wreck for on you on one season. You know me, I like to reuse stuff yep. and save you money. You want to spend the extra money and get a good breathable cover if you do cover it. And that even goes for your tires as well because the sun is horrible for your tires. It really is. Mm-hmm. And we've done ours not covered, covered, the snow and everything. Well, do you know what? We got a little more use out of our tires covering them up. It's a personal preference, but I'm just going to say tires are expensive. And you guys actually have a contest. Are you announcing the winners today for Triangle Tire? We are, as a matter of fact. And, but, <gasps> yeah, but, stick, stick around for that. We're going to announce the winner a little bit later in the show. It wasn't you, Exciting unfortunately. That. <laughs> yeah. And then... Even in the wintertime, you know, people, I was going to get into this one because people are starting to use their trailers in the winter. Uh Uh-huh. And do you know what? You can. Yes. But you still have to close it up. You're not going to use the pipe. You're going to want to go to see Great Canadian RV. Yep. Because they have a true winter trailer Mm -hmm. that's called Alta 365. Right. And I'll let people know. I hear the music now. Okay, cool. The Hitch House is actually having a huge sale that ends tomorrow, and they're having product demos on your Thor, Newmark, and Coachman. Mm-hmm. And some people are also looking for truck campers, Keith, trailer sales, and Aaron all right, has got a, a huge product line on all of those. So and if you want to find there. out anything more about Orbit, how do they do that? You go to rvingtips.ca. And there's a big picture of Amy there, smiling, and she's standing beside a couple of cows. Amy, have yourself a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks I for joining us. Be your winner. <laughs> All right, take care of yourself. Yes, cover those tires. Uh, you know, you, you can't put the sunblock. It ain't going to work. You need a physical thing to stop it. Speaking of stopping, i got to stop. After the break, we're going to be talking to Michael Pierce from Autoloft. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman. Joining us on the line is our friend Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft. Michael, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing great. So uh, Auto Loft, Auto Lift, you guys do the whole package there. We're trying our best. It keeps best time of the year. Yeah, we're doing lots of lifts right now, and all the cars, of course, are coming into storage. You know what? I we we talk constantly about the you know. Uh, car thefts and how people can avoid it. And I'm always telling them, just park it inside, you know, like out of sight, out of mind. I mean, we had a guy on here a couple of weeks ago, sad story. He put on his own, you know, electronic device and and, and, and the, the manufacturer said deleted all warranties. What a, a crap show that was. But here, you've got a way that if you've got an extra car, you can either lift it up to get it out of the way or take it to your place specifically to store it, right? Exactly. And you've hit on two really good points. So basically, first off, for car storage, 
So all the cars come in here. They We have them fully insured. We have two types of insurance, one on the car, one on the building. Mm-hmm. So all cars can actually go off of their full insurance. You just go down to fire and theft. When the cars are put away, all cars are placed in trickle chargers, placed in a parking spot, um, fully covered, and they've also got pads under their tires. All keys then are locked away in a safe separate from the cars. So even if somebody ever saw the cars, they wouldn't know where the keys are because they're completely separate and all locked away. Uh-huh. On top of that, for safety, we've got a double garage door system that comes into a delivery area, then into a storage area, two garage doors, both locked up, cameras for surveillance, motion detectors, and full security system to make sure everything's protected. And so that's for all the car storage. Then for the car lifts, what we always recommend is when you're putting your cars on and under a lift, for your ultimate safety for the car that's on top of the lift is that unplug the lift. So even if they did inadvertently touch something, they won't know how to operate it. And many of our lifts now come with a built-in security system that are they all electronically controlled with an actually key that if you take the key out, the lift will not move at all, even if they got power to it. Oh, so if you're down in Mexico and somebody broke into your garage, they wouldn't be able to put that car down. Exactly. There's no way to actually get it down because the electrical system actually controls the valve that allows oil to return to the, the motor. So you can't, you can't get it down in any way unless you have that key in that lockout system. Now, how do uh, people get the car to you, the one that they want to store? Basically, they, they come in one of two ways. Uh, some cars are actually delivered by a uh, towing service. Mm-hmm. And when they come in, we'll do the full, full review uh, right up on the car, uh, pictures, and, and do all the note-taking of it. And then Sandra will uh, discuss it with the, the car owner and file everything on the car. Or secondly, when they come in, they will drive it themselves. They come into the delivery area. Sandra goes through, checks out the car with them, makes note of any damage, any issues. They sign off on it. Then the car is actually driven into our storage area by either myself or Sandra or no one else. Uh, Owners cannot bring their cars past the delivery area for uh, safety and for insurance purposes, Mm -hmm. just to make everything extra safe. So basically, you bring it in, you guys check it all out, the car gets parked, and it sleeps there for the winter. And um, what about getting them back um, in the springtime? Well, basically, what we do is it's always weather-dependent, but around the 15th of April, we start looking at the weather and start pulling out the cars. And Sandra will make appointments, as she did when they were coming in, that she'll make appointments for each when they're coming in. But on the way out, she may say to you, she may say to Brian, okay, you can pick up your car at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Brian says, I'm okay for 1 o'clock. So you each get individually booked in so she can spend a little bit of time with you, make sure everything's okay, go through the car with you again, make sure it's running correctly, and you're good to go. Yesterday I saw, uh, must have been on its last drive, a, uh, a Carrera GT, bright yellow Carrera GT on the road, and thought that was uh, that was amazing. But uh, that's clearly going away. That's a, a car you don't want to drive in the winter. Now, if you've got some extra space in uh, in your garage at home, you've got some options so that people can store their own cars. And surprisingly, lifts don't take up a lot of space, and you can you you've got everything from motorcycle lifts to even even uh, lifts that'll are double wide. Exactly, and so. Basically, we can fit a lift in almost any garage. It, it just comes down to which type of lift we're putting in and how many cars you want to store. 
We also do custom lifts. So we have uh, lifts that are made specifically to fit a garage. Mm-hmm. So as you were identifying, you know, everybody sees the four-post lift that every everyone uh, can get through different services. But in addition to a four-post, we have one-post lifts, two-post lifts. We have double-wide. We have double-high. We have double-high, double-wide that will actually store six cars. The Then we actually go to custom lifts that if we have a garage that's say exactly 20 feet and the customer wants it to go right to the walls we'll actually have a lift made that's exactly 20 feet wide go to the length that they want and also the height underneath that they want i know we we're talking earlier it all depends on you know where the the, the the lift is actually sourced um they're built specifically for your cars and and canadian climates um because the you know the type of vehicles that go on them are so varied eh Exactly. And, you know, as you probably well aware, cars are getting getting bigger, getting heavier, getting wider. And what used to work for lifts, let's say 15 years ago, when the average car was under 74 inches wide outside a tire, outside a tire, you're now finding many cars are getting wider and wider. Like if you take an example, like a Hellcat, a Hellcat wide body, they wouldn't fit on an older lift because the outside a tire, outside a tire, the back wheels is so much wider. So we're getting the lifts made wider and you're seeing more lifts coming out wider. So lifts that are made for the European market, which we are experiencing, won't work in Canada because you have, an example, when you're talking about the, uh, the Porsche Carrera, it has a wider back end than the average car that you would find in Europe. So you had to have a lift that actually meets the requirements of the Canadian and the U.S. market, which was modified from the European market. Wow, you really have to know a whole lot. I know I had a customer years ago actually lived midtown and uh older house and uh when he was buying his his wife's new car, he had to know specifically what the dimensions are because the the driveway in between the two houses was so narrow that it, it wouldn't fit if it was too big and 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 no, I I I I thought he was joking, but he was that was the truth. Oh yeah, and you see you'll see that all the time and Part of the things you're running into now is builders are building these beautiful homes, but they're uh, skimping out on the garage. So all of a sudden, the garage doesn't fit all the cars that the home homeowner wants. Right, right, right. All right, we got to run. I don't know if you can hear the music, but Autoloft, how do they find out more about it? Uh, go to our website or call uh, directly to Sandra at 416-830-0511. Also, you'll find us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, great site, actually. I saw some hoists there that I didn't even know you can get. And you can get them color-coordinated. That was very impressive. All right, Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. It was nice talking to you again. Look forward to talking to you again. You're very welcome. Busy season for him, too. eh? I can't believe he's got the time to talk to us. Exactly, exactly. It's like doing snow tires. Can you not do them today? It's going to snow tonight. (laughs) A little late for that. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and uh, we've been running the Triangle Tire Giveaway we contest have. all month. Exactly, and the winner is Gary B., who lives in Scarborough, won himself a set of all-season tires from Triangle, and uh, he was very excited. Yeah, either for, I, I don't know what he drives, but uh, it was either uh, light truck tires or passenger car tires. Exactly. Whatever thank, he wants. And we want to thank our friends at Triangle for supplying those. And if you need tires, you know, great options there. Prices are right. The quality is good. Check them out, Triangle Tire. And, uh, you know, we had Amy on earlier, and she was talking about, you know, people, you know, 
taking care of their mobile homes and getting them prepped for winter. Uh, you know, if you're the type of person that does your own work on your car, you know, hey, I'm very excited about that. That's good. Um, I know a lot of people, they're interested. They, they find it enjoyable. For sure, they're trying to save money. Um, but I just saw a recall that happened that uh, came out of, from Toyota Canada, from, from Toyota, apparently 1.8 million <laughs> RAV4s. I guess when you sell a whole lot of them, that, well, that, they add up. Eh? Yeah, they're one of the most popular crossovers uh, in North America. If you've got one with somewhere between 200, 2013 to 2018, yeah. you got to pop the hood open and make sure the battery is tight. Why? Why is that, well, Al? Because if you've gone with an aftermarket battery that maybe had a little bit different dimensions, it may not be tight. And what they're finding is is that uh, as a result, they're sitting loosely in the battery tray. And if, if they drive like Brian, where you could take the corner at a million miles an hour, the, yeah. the battery can slide. Yes. The positive terminal can then contact the bracket, and then you will have meltdown, thermal nuclear meltdown right there. Your car may do some funny stuff, and uh, it could catch fire. So it, it, it's an easy fix in terms of if, you're, if you've got one of these and you're worried, uh, Toyota is working at some kind of replacement bracket. But in the short term, just pop the hood, look at the battery, see if you can jiggle it side to side. If you can, then see if you can just tighten it down the clamps. Or worst case, cut off a hockey stick, take little pieces of the uh, the stick and, and wedge them on each side so the battery doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and then take it to your Toyota dealer and get the new bracket installed. Yes, but in the meantime, they, but you know what? I know I worked at the dealership and and people would show up and the media got the news before the dealership. Did. Oh went, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go. Uh, they haven't told us anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's no service bulletin on this. Really, what are you talk about? about throwing yourself under the bus. You know? Well, it it happens from time to time. But this this is one of those situations where it's not it's not it's not the fault of the manufacturer. Correct, correct, correct. It, it, only in terms of if, if you'd gone with the factory parts, then this wouldn't have happened. That, it's one of those stories, but, you know, people don't do that. And, and I'm pretty sure in my vehicles, I need to replace them. Batteries, were, I did, you know, didn't get them from the dealer, weren't, right. the, weren't the factory part. I bought something that was, you know, superior or whatever, whatever the case was. And, and the dimensions may have been off. What could go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> nothing can go wrong with cars, Al. Come on. All right. This also is the time of year we have to turn back your clocks. Um, sorry about that, but uh, tonight you better do it. Now, the, the issue there is, and why I'm bringing it up, is that so many people, uh, we, we, had, um, uh, we had Sean on a couple weeks ago, Sean Shapiro from Metro Toronto Police. Uh, the pedestrian injuries have gone up tremendously in the last little bit, and, and we're concerned because it's going to get dark earlier. Yep. Uh, people are wearing dark clothing. Yep. Uh, my big issue, too, is, I, and, and, and Sean says they do ticket people for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's, what's that, Al? Well, for make, not stopping anymore on right turns. I see that all the time in my neighborhood. I see it all the time, Al. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and, and, you know, people just do this, they slow down a bit. And and but nah. but blow that light. Yeah, red light stop signs. They just don't stop. Right. And and it's it's not good. It's now it's been you know I walk the dog a couple of times a day. I go through a few intersections when I'm walking the dog. I, once a week I see something really egregious. And this is a neighborhood that is very dense. There's not a lot of space, and people do blow stop signs. They do blow uh, traffic lights, and it's 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 really infuriating. Somebody will get hurt, and in, in fact, I hate to say it, but somebody did was, was killed uh, at, at an intersection a couple of years ago around the corner from my house. Right. So you you know you do have to stop. You got to s- slow down for sure. Look twice just to make sure there's nobody crossing. I mean, 
you know, especially if it's if it's a child or something who's not paying a whole lot of attention, or even a, a big child who's looking down at their telephone. <laughs> that happens all the time. Those cellular zombies. What do we call them? I don't know what. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm guilty of that too because I'm I'm on the phone all the time with business and you know just it, I'm, not while I'm, you're driving. Not no. while I'm driving, but while I'm walking the dog. Yeah, of course that happens. Well, it's it's and it's true. You know, even even with hands free, you know, your brain's not thinking. No. Some, not, sometimes. Not, not think about the driving. Well, it's thinking about know, your conversation. I, I, I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time, Al. All right. Speaking of those kind of people, uh, you know the ones that drive ghost cars? The ones with, uh, they haven't forgot to turn, they haven't turned the headlights on? Yes. You know, here's the thing. There are several car makers out there that have created a system where their rear lights are not on when the daytime running lamps are on. Correct. What that means is you got to switch your headlamps on, and most modern cars have an auto function. So just a reminder, if you drive something like, I'm not singling out manufacturers, mm-hmm. but Toyotas, Hondas, Kias, Hyundais. Chryslers. Chryslers, too? <laughs> you, you probably know. So pick any of those. If you drive one of those, make sure your auto headlamps are switched on, especially this time of year. Right. And speaking of bitching, um, you know, um, <laughs> my wife is going, can you see that? I think that guy's... High light, you know, high beams are on. Uh, well, this happens a lot because, again, people don't know what that blue light is on the dashboard. I mean, you need washer fluid, doesn't it? Sometimes it does. <laughs> but if you got a blue light that looks like headlights, that means your your high beams are on. So please switch them off. Exactly. want to thank our uh, friends, of course, the Triangle for giving away tires. want to thank Michael Pierce from Autoloft. If you've got a great car and you're worried about it, put it away. That's the best way to do it. They can help you with that. And exactly. we got to... Thank our friend Amy Bradley from Orbit Insurance Services. Exactly. You got a trailer, you got any kind of recreational vehicle or pleasure vehicle. I, I was going to ask her what that meant exactly, but she'll tell us next time. We'll have to keep it clean. This is uh, adult only show. Amy, thank you. Uh, Ashley, sorry, thank you for helping us, keeping the wheels on and the phones working, and we're all good. So, everybody, drive safe. Watch out for the little kids and make sure your headlights are on. Brian, see you next week. We'll see you then. Bye bye, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.